welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Oh, hello there, Mordecai. How are you doing? Um, hey, we're in the... Where are we? I don't think we're supposed to be here, but, um... Is, what is... I guess we own this now. This is a big building in the Zephyr middle... Zephyr and Mordecai's multiversal pet shop. I don't know if I'm ready to go into business with you. Like, you're a good friend, like, but I... I mean, I don't have any business acumen. You know, that's fair. This is going to be very confusing for people who don't listen to another path. Oh, most definitely. I guess they need to go over to another path on Ghostlight Media at ghostlightmedia.net. I'm not saying, like, all our plugs are shameless because we're all on the same network, but, like, that was that felt bad to do. That felt, that felt a little... <laughs> It felt a little yucky, but hey, we did it and we're through it, and now we're back to an episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Zach. <laughs> Hi, and I'm the asshole who has to figure out what Zach's going to do before, uh, right before we hit the record button and then go with it, otherwise known as Griffin. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, Christ. where we... Uh, are purveyors of all all, all manner of uh, of fantastical friends. Um, hey Griffin, I know I, I feel mm. like I kind of hurt your feelings. Um, and I I do have something I think that is going to make you feel a little bit better. And what is that, Zach Rob? What 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 would you say is your favorite like domesticated creature that like one could like have in their household? Oh, dog. Is a dog. Natch. Well, that's what we'll be talking about in this today's rendition of do 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 pet news. Pet news. You got a Pezus and you didn't tell me about it. I know. I wanted to surprise you. Oh. So uh, so this is from ScienceDaily.com uh, uh, by the Taylor and Francis group. Apparently it's the source. Anyway, archaeologists uncover earliest evidence of domesticated dogs in Arabian Peninsula. Ooh. Yeah. A team of archaeologists in north uh, in northwest, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, Arabia, Arabia has uncovered the earliest evidence of dog domestication by the region's ancient inhabitants. Tell me more about these ancient pups. Apparently, the discovery came from one of the projects uh, in the large-scale archaeological surveys and excavation of the region commissioned by the Royal Commission of, oh, goodness, A-I-U-I-A, in parentheses, R-C-U. I don't know what any of that stands for. That's okay. But the researchers found the dog's bones in a burial site that is one of the earliest monumental tombs identified in the Arabian Peninsula, mm. roughly contemporary with such tombs already dated further uh, north in the Levant. So, yeah. Damn. Apparently the earliest tomb uh, it was uh, from circa uh, 4300 BCE. Mm. So folks have had dogs for a very long time. They are the goodest of boys and girls. They are. We do love dogs. Is there not, like, because, like, there's so much, like, uh, 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 like, cat iconography yeah. in, you know, like, namely, like, you know, Egyptian uh, folklore mythology comes to mind. Yeah. But, like, where's where's all the dog gods? That's what I want. You, yeah, we yeah we need to get, we'll, we'll make some. We'll, we'll meet make some. some. 
If, if, if American gods have taught me anything, uh, uh, gods are all about belief. So <laughs> so if people believe in them hard enough, it'll be real. Uh, yeah, no, apparently this is the earliest ev- uh, uh this is the earliest evidence of the domesticated dog in the Arabian Peninsula by a margin of circa 1,000 years. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, that's a lot. That's a long time. That's a long-ass time. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly 6,000 years folks have had dogs. Yeah. Hanging out with them. We love dogs. But, but yeah, this has been, uh, 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 apparently, this uh, episode's rendition of the Bet News. Bet News. Welcome back to another episode. We are going to be uh, 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 going just a touch off brand, where yep. we... We talk about a lot of cool things on this show, a lot of lovable things, a lot of icky things, and sometimes we talk about things that are just plain cool, and I think it's a good time to take a moment and appreciate some of the figures in the multiverse that kind of help keep things running smoothly. That's right. We are uh, 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 paying homage to the celestial side today. That's, of course, talking about oops. All angels. Oops, all angels. All celestials all the way down. It's real celestial down there. <laughs> it's, it's really it's really holy down there. Oh, it's so holy down there, you guys. Yeah, anyway. It's so just gosh dang radiant. God, it's so pure. Down in the, the holiest of the holy. It's so anyway. hollowed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah, we've got a uh, picked out some cool angels, some classics, some newer, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna talk about. We talked about like one angel, like way forever ago. Yeah, it, I think we we was the Deva. Yes, and, about that that fantastic all, all Deva uh massage um parlor. What, what, I don't like this the word massage parlor. It feels like, weird. Why does massage parlor feel feel weird? I don't massage know. Massage studio? Like, what do you want? I mean, like, my you know, my dear friend Enrique, like, worked at, like, a clinic. I think mm-hmm. it was, like, a like a massage therapy, like... Well, clinic. sure. Like, it was, like, an office, you know, like a doctor's office, but for... Right, but there's, I think, a difference between, like, massage for, you know, medical and therapeutic benefit versus just, like, going to get a massage. Going to get zen? Yeah. A spa? A spa? Is that what you want? I'm fine with that. All Davis Spa. <laughs> a salon? Thanks, a, a salon, if you will. I might. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, all throughout the, you know, in this mighty, magical multiverse of ours, there are heavenly planes about, and they're occupied by celestial beings such as angels, which our good old-fashioned owner's manual just has something to say about that. We're going to be talking about a bunch of them, but angels at large, it says here in our good old owner's manual that they're celestial agents sent forth into the planes to further their god's agenda for weal. Or for woe. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, of course, like like bad stuff, whoa. Yeah, like woe is me. But like yeah. whoa. Whoa. Their sublime beauty and presence whoa. can drive awestruck onlookers to their knees, yet angels are destroyers too. And their appearance portents doom as often as it signals hope. Cause nice. you know. Have you have you looked uh, uh there's been a I feel like a recent surge on the interwebs of um 
talk about uh, uh, biblically accurate depictions of angels. Yeah. Because, like, when you think of an angel, what do you, what do you imagine? I mean, like, a, a handsome person with wings. Right. On, on their back. And, like, a halo and all that noise. Yeah. Some, like, some, some, some flowing linen robes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, Old Testament depictions of angels are more akin to eldritch beings. Yeah. Like, they are vis- they're visually imperceptible. Like, they do not make sense to look at. Yeah, they're just they're... a bunch of weird geometry and eyes. Yeah. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about the classic white wings, halo. I mean, yeah, I mean, all those make sense. Cut abs. Like, because Michael and Gabriel were kind of dicks, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not talking about those assholes. About those assholes. We're talking about these assholes. Angels are formed from the astral essence of benevolent gods and are thus divine beings of great power and foresight. Angels act out the will of their gods with tireless devotion. Even chaotic good deities command lawful order, uh, lawful good angels, knowing that the angels' dedication to order best allows them to fulfill divine commands. I'm getting a phone call from Houston, Texas. Answer on the phone right now, on on the mic. Hello. Hi, my name is Sydney, calling from Edu Masher. How are you today? Hello. Ah, uh, hi. What? They hung up on me. What? What an asshole! <laughs> what an asshole! God, I was trying to be Texan. I was trying. I was gonna. I was about to. I was ready to take on like a trucker persona. Um, yeah. I was, was going to be like, I'm on the road right now. Um, but man, they just shut me up. Uh, yeah. An angel follows a single driving purpose as decreed by its deity. However, an angel incapable, excuse me, however, an angel is incapable of following commands that stray from the path of law and good. An angel slays evil creatures without remorse. As the embodiment of law and good, an angel is almost never mistaken in its judgments. This quality can create a sense of superiority in an angel, a sense that comes to the fore when an angel's task conflicts with the goals of another creature. The angel never acquiesces or gives way. When an angel is sent to aid mortals, it is sent not to serve, but to command. The gods of good, therefore, send their angels among mortals only in response to the most dire of circumstances. They're big dicks. Yeah, they're kind of big rather, dicks. But, like, they got big dicks, too. They got big dicks, probably. Um, I mean, you can't look like that and not have a big dick. For real. Yeah, in the, in the step above our good old friends, the Deva, in the sort of celestial pecking order, is the Planetar. Which is, um... Oh, please tell us all about it, Griff. Um, Planetar is just a big, smooth, turquoise man. Uh, yeah, no, he's a big, smooth, hairless, <laughs> turquoise man. What did you, you say? Is turquoise apt there? I would say t- turquoise or seafoam. little aquamarine. I don't know about aquamarine. Yeah. More teal, perhaps? Te- teal could work. It could be teal. But just a big, big is a big is a, is a big man. green man. <laughs> uh, big big white feathered wings coming out the top, out the top, out the back. Uh, <laughs> has like these golden bracers. Uh, completely shirtless. Oh, has course. like has like the white silk like battle skirt. His muscles are literally rippled. Like yeah, like. It's like someone threw a pebble into the pond that is his abs. It's like someone took latex and then just put like a shit ton of like spaghetti underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to continue to play in the space with you, but what? <laughs> I don't. You know, like all like the muscle fibers are, like pushed oh up against God. the skin. And... You're talking about the vascularity of yeah. this individual? I mean, he's very vascular. Yeah, no, he's mega vascular. Like, there's there's mad blood in those in those veins. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Planetars act as the weapons of the gods they serve, presenting a tangible representation of their deity's might. A planetar can call down rain to relieve a drought, or can loose an insect plague to devour crops. A planetar's celestial ears detect every falsehood, and its radiant eyes see through every deception. Planetars are muscular and hairless, and have opulescent green skin and white feathered wings. They tower over most humanoids, brandishing immense swords with grace. Sometimes sent to aid powerful mortals on important tasks for good, planetars are especially fond of missions that involve battling fiends. Why do I feel like this bitch yells, uh, yells apostate a lot? Apostate! Like, I, f- I feel like j- just like, like at least once a day, this, this bitch got to <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's in his, 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 like, angel contract. Like, if he doesn't. It's, 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 it's a writer in his if, contract. If he doesn't call someone an apostate at least once, like, he loses his wings. Yeah, it's breach of contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, planetars are large celestials. They are lawful good. They have a fucking 120 foot fly speed. Yeah, they're so fast, though. As I mentioned to you right before we started recording, their lowest stat is intelligence, which is 19. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything else is 20 or higher. Um, they're resistant to radiant damage and uh, wep- weapon damage from non-magical attacks. They're immune to being charmed, exhausted, or frightened. They have 120 feet of true sight, uh, speak all languages, and have telepathy out to 120 feet. Fuck. Um, as mentioned in the flavor text, the planetar knows if it hears a lie. Just full stop. Huh. Something called divine awareness. Fuck. You just cannot lie to this thing. I mean, you can lie to it, but it, is, it will know it, that you it, lie. It will know. Uh, its weapon attacks deal an additional 5d8 radiant damage, full stop. Ow. Uh, it can cast detect good and evil invisibility on itself at will. Uh, blade barrier uh, will yeah shit uh, three times a day blade barrier dispel evil and good flame strike and raise dead flame and strike. once per day commune control weather and insect plague and it has magic resistance and uh, a healing touch where it can heal you for 30 hit points and uh, cure you of any disease curse poison blindness or deafness I mean these angels these angels they're 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 the will of gods. Yeah, made literally manifest, which is apparently comes in the form of a big hairless man. Je- Jesus Christ! Yes, <laughs> I'm just I'm just gotcha, fucker. I'm thunderstruck right now, man. Oh, yeah, damn. do we want to talk about how rippling the muscles are more? Oh, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Do you think that like because we talked because the the Deva and the next thing we're going to talk about, um, they all have like the classic white feathered wings. Yeah. Um, do you think like in like angel like subculture, like the bigger your wings are, it's like it's like your st- it's like a status symbol. Well, it's it's funny. I've been reading this um, 
uh, uh, this web comic. Give me a second so I can actually remember what what, what the fucking name of the thing is. Sure. Um, but all of um, you know, it's a society. Everyone's called avians, and so you know, mm. everyone everyone is you know has like wings of some sort of type of bird, and of course, like all you know, like the eagles, the the con, like the like the falcons, the big the big ass birds of prey, are like top of the the social sort of hierarchy. Whereas, top of the pecking order. Yeah. Whereas Corvins, yeah, top of the pecking order. Yeah. The, the crows are like the 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 prize of society. It's called Aww. the croaking. The croaking. Yeah, and it's it's the yeah. crow king or the croaking. The croaking. We haven't figured out what okay. the croaking is yet, but um, but yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I, I, I so I wonder. I wonder if you know there's a vast array of wings. You know, like. Are there the smaller planetars who got like you know like the small like you know like the 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 fleet for sort of falcon sort of mm. quick speedies or like yeah. the big ass like condor wings you know? Then there's like the EDM planetar who has yeah. like LED like LED wings. Oh yeah, fuck, fuck yeah! Yeah, they have those those LED strips that you put on like the wall, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but they're on the bottoms of the wings. It's like Buzz Lightyear. You've got the disco punk planetar. Yeah. Um, that just has their all the feathers are lined with just like those mirror shards. Yeah, and then you have one who's just like a um, like your like a safety auditor. It's just like big, like orange yeah. reflective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it's sort of like the that you know like highlighter green sort of reflective <laughs> tape on the underside. Usually has like a you know a, like a polo on. Yeah, uh, it's one of the only plantars who wears a shirt. Ooh. Really, I really like. I really like. A uh, 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 construction site auditor planetar. That's yeah. very good. Comes in. You know, everyone else is like, "Hello, how thou uh, your day going?" He's like, "Um, so pardon me, everyone. Um, I see that these uh, eye beams. Um, you know, right at the moment they're only welded on one side. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that that needs to be welded on both sides, right? That's not up to code. It's not up to code." So now I have to give you a violation. I'm sorry. But, uh, Look, I don't make the rules here, pal. I'm just saying I saw you walk in to the Porta John without a hard hat, and that's still technically on the site, on work site grounds. So mm, violation. Yeah. Christine and Hector, the the planetar <laughs> building inspector. <laughs> They're a they're a badass like power couple, but they actually like went through HR like to get yeah, they, yeah. Like, they're approved. I made a good rhyme, and, and I, so I just want to pop back to my good rhyme that it was that it was Christine and Hector, the building inspector. <laughs> I did miss that. Thank you for highlighting it again. I, I just wanted to come back just to make sure everyone everyone heard my good rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I need praise. <laughs> Well, since they're so closely linked, do you want to uh, do you want to flip over to our other one and just yeah. kind of because we're kind of we're kind of staying within the same vein right the now, same, the same realm, one. yeah. So we're yeah ne- next we're moving up the, the that uh, that angelic hierarchy to the solar. Now the solar is oh sorry I pulled the image and just <sighs> like what a what a hunk like oh, this this cat. Golden, oh not gold, like I actually golden, but just like well tanned skin. It's like bronze, beautiful, like brownish red locks. 
just flowing in the wind. A the, lovely, very fitted robe. I was going to say the deepest of Vs. The deepest. Of, well, it's like a you know a robe that like crosses, and it's just crossed real, like below <laughs> the pecs, you know? Like yeah. right at the bottom of that xiphoid process. You know, a, 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 a nice, beautiful blue sash, a golden pauldron, some golden bracers and boots, and oh, I'm in love. Um, there's not, like, like... There's nothing wrong with this man. There's not, and, like, it's, it's times like this where it's, like, I'm pretty well established in my, like, in my sexuality. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gay, but, like, I am a little. Just this Like, I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, damn. Fuck, bro. God, the golden eyes! Like, yeah, the golden. He's got golden. He's got literal golden eyes. I will say have, honestly, then, the pauldron looks a little stupid. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's just kind of stuck there. But like, I'm not gonna hold it against him. No. And his wings, granted, look a little buffer than the last guys did. So <laughs> they're a little more fluffed. Yeah. He's got. He. Yeah. Every solar has a wing fluffer that travels uh. with them. With just a brush to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure that everything's nice and poofy. Uh, yeah, some... <laughs> uh, so this is also a large celestial lawful good. Uh, Solar is, a go- uh, is godlike in its glory and power. On the battlefield, the Solar's sword flies into the fray on its own. Didn't and, know that. And a single arrow from a Solar's bow can strike a target dead on contact. So great is a solar celestial might that even demon princes shrink at its resonant commands. Damn. It is said that only 24 solars exist. The few solars that are known are stewards of specific deities. The others rest in a state of contemplation, waiting for the time when their services are needed to stave off some cosmic threat to the cause of good. Where the fuck were these things when the the whole concordance thing happened in your campaign, Griff? (laughs) Discordance. Discords, what new sounds? Um, <laughs> yeah, for real though. Like they they drop that line there, and it's like every D and D campaign in the world could be fixed by by a solar just showing the fuck up. Probably, um, and if not one, then certainly like twenty four can will just they can fix damn near any problem. They 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 come together. They make the triforce. All's fine. Yeah, they, All right. they so, triangle attack. And- so why don't we dig into this stat block a little bit? For sure. So they got a 50-foot walking speed, fly speed of 150 feet. The wings are buffer. Their wings are buffer, I told you. <laughs> They're resistant to radiant bludging, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Immune to necrotic and poison. Immune Ooh. to charmed, exhaustion, frightened, poison. Ooh, they can be stunned. <clears throat> uh, they have true sight out to 120 feet, as well as telepathy out to 120 feet. Damn. Uh, angelic weapons. The solar's weapons attacks are magical. When the solar hits with any weapon, the weapon deals an extra dust, an extra six d eight radiant damage, including the attack. Yeah. So yeah. one one d eight up from the planetar. Yeah. So it's great sword. Already does forty six plus eight. Jesus. Plus sixty eight. So that's an average of like A fifty lot. damage. Yeah. Thereabouts. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Uh, it's got it, it's the same uh, divine awareness. Knows when you're lying to it. Mm-hmm. Um, spell all its spell save DC is twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, like before, can sure. do. Can do uh, th- I think it might have a little bit less uh, magical ability than the planetar. Let's take a look. Uh, it has detect evil and good invisibility on self at will. Mm-hmm. Uh, three times a day can only do blade bear, uh dispel evil, dispel evil and good. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that do? It dispels evil and good. I've, I've just I've never seen that spell used ever. That's because it's uh, frankly, if I can say, not that good a garbage spell. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but it also can do resurrection. So like, yeah, where the, the planetars one... can do raise dead. This is resurrection. Um, the planetars can do flame strike. They can do flame strike. This doesn't have flame strike. And then once a day, mm-hmm. it can do commune weather, uh, commune and control weather. I don't know what does planetar have it th- at one day. Uh, they also can do insect plague. Insect plague, yeah. So there we go. Uh, they have advantage on all saving throws against spells and other magical effects. It'd be it'd be kind of yucky if the solar did like yeah. insect plague. Like that ruined the brand. I think that that's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not green, so it can't do the insect mm-hmm. plague. Uh, so it's got that great sword, as we said. It's got something called the slaying longbow. Oh yeah, <laughs> read uh, that shit. So it, did, it does uh, 1d8 plus 6 piercing damage plus uh, uh, 68 radiant damage, of course. Um, and the t- if the target uh, 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 is a creature that has 100% hit points or fewer, it must succeed on a DC 15 con save or die. Yep. Uh, it shoots power word kill arrows. Yeah, that's that's bad, and it can do it only At once will. around. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Once, once around, but yeah. The greatsword attack, it does twice around. Uh, as well, it has a flying sword. The solar releases its great sword to hover magically in an unoccupied space within five feet of it. If the solar can see the sword, the solar can mentally command it as a bonus action to fly up to 50 feet and either make one attack against a creature or, or return to the solar's hands. If the hovering sword oh, is tar- cool. Is, uh, uh, is, uh, uh, wow. If the hovering sword is targeted by any effect, the solar is considered to be holding it. The hovering sword falls if the solar dies. So it can shoot you with its murder bow and do a sword attack on the same round. Now, here's my question. Mm. So the hovering sword falls if the solar dies. Mm-hmm. It's still that angelic weapon. So does it do the same damage? Hmm. Like, like if I were to pick that sword up. It says when the solar hits with any weapon... So I think the power is in the solar, not in the weapon. I'm assuming it's with its weapons, though. It's angelic weapons. Like right, that's great. what I'm saying. So like, But when the solar hits with any weapon, to me, suggests that it's not intrinsic to the sword. It's intrinsic to the angel. That's fair enough. That's my boring DM answer. My hmm. podcast answer is yes. It's fair enough. <laughs> uh, and it also has that healing touch. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Sexual uh, healing. Wow. Uh, it also has legendary actions. That's well, fucking legendaries. It's legendaries, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, it can I call tele- dibs on this thing the next time we do a Clash of the Creatures. There you go. Uh, it can magically teleport along with any equipment it's, ca- it's wearing or carrying up to 120 feet to an unoccupied space. I can see. It's got searing burst. Ooh. The solar emits magical divine energy. Each creature of its choice within 10 feet radius must make a DC 23 dex save, taking 4d6 fire damage plus uh, uh, 4d6 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And then also has a blinding gaze. Targets one creature within 30 feet. uh, uh, DC 15 con save, and if not, uh, it's blinded um, until magic such as a lesser restoration spell removes the blindness. Holy shit. So it's not even it wears off after like a, a minute. You're blind until you can get a, get that resto going. 
Yikes. So yeah, you had a thing that you were going to say. What were you going to say? Um, nothing. I was just going to tell you about Dispel Evil and Good. Oh, tell me about it. Um, um, it's a fifth level cleric paladin spell, so that's probably why it doesn't come up that often. Um, it gives you the same, uh, like, protection from a good and evil stuff. Um, you can also end the spell early to either break enchantments, um, basically canceling a charm, frightened, or possession by a celestial elemental fey, fiend, or undead, uh, or dismissal, you can um, make a melee spell attack against one of those creatures, attempting to send it back home to its home plane, a la uh, Banishment. Oh, that's actually a really cool spell. Yeah. Okay, well, well hey, hey, Dispel Evil and Gun, I'm sorry we shit on you. Yeah, um, that's fine. That's, I want to just see, like, a bunch of Solars, like, play, like, some fucking rugby or something. Well, I was... <laughs> That'd be nuts. Um... I was thinking about, because like, it made mention of, you know, they uh, uh, rest in a state of contemplation waiting for cosmic threats. Like, I just pictured them, like, I'm just picturing the, like, solar frat house, basically. Like, oh. just, what what sort of bullshit did they get up to while they're just waiting? Is it like a Valhalla situation, or, like, or is it like a like a lounge with, like, you know... Cards and cocktails. Yeah. Pray, t- pray tell, bro. <laughs> Our dear, thy dearest cord has yet to uh, 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 give us a mission. Thou wants to play some beer pong? <laughs> oh, God. It's hard to do. It's very hard it's to really do. It's hard to do. Oh, uh, most righteously. <laughs> and then they play uh, 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 beer pong, but anytime like they throw the ball, like it's like the fucking moon. And, <laughs> and and if it falls off the table, that's how the fucking Grand Canyon was made. Hail, brother, I just got paid. C- canst I procure some of that divine kush? <laughs> thou knowest, but hey, if you're bringing that guy again, remember that he has... Uh, thou, oh, oh, God, thou has to be cool, okay? <laughs> <laughs> thou, 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 thou must be cool. Thou must be cool. I have stolen thy keys. <laughs> thou must chill. Thou must thou chill. Must chill. <laughs> taken by thy di- keys. by di- by divine order. I have taken thy keys. Chill. Thou must be cool. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, but yeah, terrible. solars are fucked. And uh, I think you meant to say solar fuck. Yeah, they're fucked all the time. Look how handsome they are. They get they fucked f- all the time. They f- they fuck. Solar's fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know they're large celestial, so you know they got that big dick. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you, think they, you know what? Or would that get in the way of their divine providence? Or are they like a Ken, they're like a Kendall down there? Oh, and no, I sincerely hope not. <laughs> Why would they be that hot if they don't got dick, you know pipes to slang? <laughs> Rachel, run the ad. <laughs> Rachel, run the ad! Run it now, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Tired of normal, ordinary pet litter? Afraid to take the plunge on buying that Bahir because you're worried about those massive dukes? Your Pegasus too noble for a litter box? Then do we have the product for you, Litteraline. This magically enchanted pet litter emits a scent that matches the alignment of you or your pet. It magically replaces all pet stink with a personalized scent just for your alignment. 
or for those picky pets, it will produce a scent so enticing they'd be ashamed not to do their business there. Maybe your nightmare steed needs a little taste of home? Try Neutral Evil Brimstone. Coatl Assistant keeps banishing its droppings to your pillow. Try Lawful Good Clean Linen. Alignments vary between pet and owner. Can't go wrong with true neutral new car. Or maybe your pet doesn't care and you just need something to cover that stench. Then Chaotic Neutral Bacon Grease is the litter for you. In addition, Litter Align automatically cleans itself every 24 hours and you can change scents at any time with our convenient take-home transcendation packs. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and start realigning the way your pet does business. Litter Align, a scent for all kinds. I'm, so, I'm, okay. like, I'm, I'm sorry, okay? Let's go, no, it's cool. I'm okay. Like, it just, it just caught me, it, you know, like, it, we're, 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 we're kind of blue on the show, but like, you know, and then I'm fine with that. It's just like, sometimes the cue catch me off guard. Okay. I'm so, That's fine. No, it's cool. Like, like it's part of the ba- energy. Uh, hey, I'll be better. I'll be no, better. No, keep, just keep doing you, man. Like, like, it's totally fine. Cool. Cool. How much really pipe bad. do you think it lays, then? Fuck <laughs> 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 you. <laughs> You said it was cool, bro. <laughs> uh, I hate your guts. I know. <sighs> anyway, this next, this next, uh, this next angel pal. This next angel pal. I mean, also fucks. Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're just getting bigger and bigger angels going here for the moment. Uh, yeah. We've got the. We're going to talk about the Empyrean. Yeah. Um, Empyreans are. Like, I think I think like the clo- one of the closest things to like codified demigods that exist in yeah. the the D and D multiverse. Uh, they are the celestial children of the gods of the upper planes. They are universally beautiful, statuesque, and self assured. They're just Hercules, yeah, basically, but like um, more godlike. Yeah. Um, also, they are huge celestials. Yeah. yeah, they's real big. They're 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 titans. They're this kind of their celestial subtype, I yeah. guess. Um, there's a curious thing about Empyreans um, that I think we've seen once with like uh, like I want to say like storm giants, maybe, mm-hmm. where there's something up with their alignment, where there's a seventy five per- like seventy five percent of Empyreans are chaotic good, and twenty five percent are neutral evil. Oh. Yeah, okay. well, we'll get into that. All right. Uh, manifest emotion. An Empyrean can experience deity-like fits of serenity or rage. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Just these big, big boy temper tantrums. Yeah, man. It can affect the environment around it by its mood. When an Empyrean is unhappy, the clouds might cry tears of salt water. The wildflowers in surrounding meadows might wilt. Dead fish might wash ashore in lakes or rivers, or a nearby forest might just lose the leaves from its trees. When an Empyrean is jubilant, sunlight follows it everywhere. Small animals frolic in its footsteps, and birds fill the sky with their pleasant songs. Oh, man. So it goes from um, bringer of biblical plagues to Disney princess. Yeah. Based on whether it's happy or pissed. <laughs> It's just like a moody artist that's like yeah. <laughs> either really depressed or uh, uh, consumed by like artistic wonder and motivation. Fuck yeah. Slash Disney princess. Evil Empyreans. 
A few Empyreans have turned to evil after venturing to the lower planes and becoming corrupted, or as a result of being cursed by evil gods. An evil Empyrean can't survive long on the upper planes and usually retreats to the material plane, where it can rule over a kingdom of mortals as an indomitable tyrant. I feel like people would catch on really quickly. It's like, hey, this 20-foot-tall dude just kind of, like, rolled in and started and, like, killed our king. And now he's just, like, running the planes. Can we get some help? Can they, like... Altered them their look or anything? Yeah, um, apparently not. No, they can't. <laughs> also, why would you want to rule a kingdom like that if you can't even fit in the fucking castle? They make have them make you a new castle. Mm. Point. Immortal Titans. Empyreans don't age but can be slain. Because few Empyreans can imagine their own demise, they fight fearlessly when drawn into battle, refusing to believe that the end is upon them even when standing at death's door. When an Empyrean dies, its spirit returns to its home plane. There, one of the fallen Empyrean's parents resurrects the Empyrean unless he or she has a good reason not to. So they're fucking trust fund babies. Yeah. Trust fund resurrections. Yeah, unless they got cut off. Yeah. That's so garbage. Um, I didn't explain it, but I feel like it, it makes like an Empyrean's just a big hunk. Yeah, he's got he's got gray skin. And like, kind of like it's like the like the the when you when like you go to like a barbershop and you get like the the like there's like the hairstyle options and it's like one through ten. This guy's got like the seven. Yeah. Very good. And just like a, the battle skirt, a, just a belt that's way too big. Oh yeah. And again, the dumb single pauldron. I don't understand. What if someone hits your other shoulder? Then you then you're screwed. Then you're screwed. It's a style choice, I guess. Empyreans don't have wings, but they do have a fifty foot fly speed. Yeah. So just, so just through sheer force of will, they can just levitate. Yeah, I they, guess. they Superman. Yeah. Um, they have a fifty foot fly uh, fly speed and swim speed. Their lowest stat is. Uh, intelligence and dexterity both are tied for their lowest at 21. <laughs> nice. Um, they're immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks. True sight of 120 feet, speak all languages, uh, can cast at will, greater restoration, pass without trace, <laughs> which feels weird. Yeah. Water breathing and water walk. And once per day, commune, dispel evil and good, earthquake, firestorm, and plane shift. On self only. On self only. They have legendary resistances, resistance to magic, and uh, their weapons are considered magical attacks. Uh, they can hit you with their fucking hammer. Yeah, I think it's real, real big. Um, which does an average of 31 bludgeoning damage and stuns oh you on a failed DC 15 con save. Shit. Um, or they can full on, uh, Zeus bolt your ass, but, uh, can choose whatever basically type of damage they want. What elemental? Acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, radiant, or thunder. Nice. 600 foot range, average of 24 damage. Damn. And their legendary actions, they can make an attack. They can bolster non-hostile creatures within 120 feet. Bolstered creatures can't be charmed or frightened and gain advantage on ability checks and saving throws until the end of the Empyrean's next turn. Or they can do trembling strike. Oh, man. The Empyrean strikes the ground with its maul, triggering an earth tremor. 
All other creatures within 60 feet of the Empyrean must succeed on a DC 25 strength save or be knocked prone. Damn. Because fuck you, that's why. I want to see a... Um, I want to see an Empyrean, like, like bodybuilding competition. Oh, man. But not like, I guess not like, not like, you know, stupidly inefficiently muscular. I'm, I'm thinking more of like, as terrible as they intrinsically are, like beauty pageant style. Like, I want there to be like a talent, like, section and like the swimsuit contest. Oh, nice. And... I, I thought you were going to say like, you know, they have to like lift like a mountain. I mean, like, that, too. That's, like, I think, like, it's one part beauty pageant, one part Highlander games. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's the, it's the caber toss, but it's just an island. It's a Sequoia Redwood. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Redwood. <laughs> and they have, they have to do it while wearing the, like, um, old-timey, like, beefcake swimsuits. Oh, yeah. The, with, like, the red and white stripes. Yeah, very good. Um, and if the swimsuit tears, uh, they're disqualified. Oh man! Mm-hmm. So but, like, but it, what if what if their muscles are just too rippling? Well, that's what. Well, then a that's part of the design of the swimsuit. They got to. Oh, they have to make their own swimsuits. Uh, they do now. Yes. Okay. Um, that's now. That's now a, a part of the contest. Cool. And um, it's it's about it's not just about power, but about control. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. All so right. control, physique, finesse. I'm they got twenty one they got twenty one decks, they'll be fine. They'll be good. It'll be fine. It's so wild, like I'm gonna scale these numbers down real quick and put it into normal person like frames where mm-hmm. like, you know, a level twenty fighter or barbarian or something like that, it's not unusual for them to have like twenty strength, right? Mm-hmm. The comparison difference would be having eleven decks. Like that's the range for a human. Yeah. <laughs> Because they have 30 strength and 30 con. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot. Do you think Imperians could play ping pong with their Thunderbolts? I, I, I wouldn't say Thunderbolts. I mm-hmm. would say they would use a bowling the, ball. Oh, I was going to say the moon. I mean, the moon would be cool, too. <laughs> they stand on opposite sides of the Earth. And crack, take crack. turns cracking the moon with their big hammers until the moon blows up. It's less ping pong, more hot potato, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would call it hot coal when I was a kid. You ever play hot coal? Hot coal. Oh, I thought you said hot cold. No, hot coal. Yeah. Yeah. When you, that makes you sense, like I guess. You get a campfire and you get a coal and you just have to flick it around. and. Wait, you actually, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, it's hot coal. I thought you were just saying this is what you called the game hot potato. No, it was hot coal. It was like a campfire. You get coal out. Right, but you you're saying you're of... actually. Yeah, you're actually flicking a, a hot coal around. <laughs> like a nice big, like, you know, like ember from a fire, and you and you flick it around. No, I've never done that. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I, feel like it, I feel like you would burn your hands. No, it's like you know, like hacky sack with your hands. So you you, know, you touch it real quick; it doesn't have time to burn. <laughs> yeah, you do it, and you know, like the grass in the evening when it's kind of dewy, so the grass doesn't burn. And you just kind of get your hand real close to it, and you just kind of flick underneath it real quick into the air, and then you keep going. Hot coal. Oh my god! How did you? How did S- you survive, survive adolescence? <laughs> I don't know. I fell off a cliff once, and that didn't kill me. So you, you really did. 
Oh my god! Like, so. no, my my camping uh, pastimes were me sitting in a camp chair by a campfire, um, usually playing Pokemon. Hackles. <laughs> the new pokemon hot call. What's, the, what's the most hot call what what's the most dumbass thing i've done while camping i don't know i mean like i would rock scramble a lot like in rivers yeah and like definitely should have like broken yeah. my ankle at yeah, one Griffin, point. yeah what is the most dangerous thing you have ever done Griffin Coldang? <sighs> the most dangerous thing i've ever done or has happened to me Let's say done, because, like, falling off the cliff, I put myself in that situation, so, like... Right, right. Like, I don't know. I wasn't that much of a reckless shit when I was younger. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't... Here's the the sad truth. I didn't do a lot. That's fair. I didn't do a lot. Like, um, I had... I don't... I, I, like, in my backyard of my parents' place, uh, uh, there was, like, some woods... And um, me and a buddy would, like, go back there when we were maybe, like, freshmen in high school and, you know, do, like, you know, dumb shit with fireworks um, and, like, you know, like, do some do some minor, uh, 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 you know, pyro stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's like there was like a, a little like, you know, not a pond, but just a, you know, a, a dip in the ground where, you know, rainwater and moisture would collect. Throw the firecracker um, in. Exactly. Yeah. And it would like like it would freeze over and you would, you know, cut the little hole out and chuck the firecracker oh, underneath very and watch good. the ice go up and shatter. It's like that was probably it. But like I didn't get a lot of I honestly didn't get a lot of satisfaction out of doing shit like that. I kind of just did it because I was like, this seems like the rebellious teen thing to do. Yeah, no, we just did it because it was legitimately fun. You know, yeah. put put the put the 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 trampoline next to the garage. Never had a trampoline. L- leap leap off the trampoline. We we I I think that uh, uh, the Furnos and I probably broke like three trampolines. <laughs> God, how did you keep getting more trampolines? Um, gracious people. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, hey, Jody and Darren, you're great. <laughs> Like, I would go wild on a trampoline. Dude, trampolines, man. I love them. Yeah. Uh, anywho, anyway. Ampurians. They're hunks. They're, they're big, hunks. dumb angel hunks. Who uh, need to talk to a therapist about their emotional issues. It's true. Uh, yeah. So, next. Lastly. Next. So, this, uh, th- those ones have been coming from the owner's manual. This is coming from uh, the uh, uh, mythic odys- odysseys of Theros. Of Terry. Of mist, what did we, mystic journeys of Terry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the Ashen Rider. Ooh. So it's they a ride mi- on ash? No. So oh. this is, I think they themselves are Ashen and they ride things. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. They're sure. medium celestial, lawful evil. What? A lawful evil angel. Uh, uh. The sure. fall of the ancient Archon empires left some Archons bitter and resentful. Seeking to avoid the spread of human civilization, these Archons made their way to the underworld. The horrors of the place broke their minds, bodies, and spirits, and twisted them into terrifying Archons known as Ashen Riders. When they um. ride forth upon the mortal world, uh, terrified mortals make offerings in a desperate attempt to appease them. But the Ashen Riders aren't merciful, and they delight in reducing the paragons of the mortal world to ash. Yeah. Uh, I eat. 
The mysterious conquerors known as Archons once ruled vast empires. These armored warlords saw themselves as champions of uh, merciless justice, and they ruled with iron fists. But their dominance ultimately came to an end. As the Archon overlords toppled, they scattered to the fringes of the world, and their holdings developed into the Poleys of today. I'm on it. Thanks, bud. That's that's the that's the singular. So the singular is polis, which literally translates from Greek to city. Oh, okay. So whatever the plural, I don't know what the plural pronunciation would be, but polis is the singular. Yes, the polis of tomorrow. Even though the Age of Archons has long passed, many wonder if the few surviving Archons might someday attempt to reestablish their empire, or if they are truly resigned to their lesser role in the world. Uh, so, yeah, these so guys... So, they're not quite... Fall... They're not, they're like... not quite fallen angels. They, like, self-exiled, almost. I mean, their 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 empires were reduced to ashes, and yeah, so they just kind of retreated... Uh, this guy, the cat's awesome, wearing some cool golden armor with a helmet you can't see their face. Uh, big ass scythe. Yeah, like a, a, a like sickle, sickle sword. A big sickle sword it's carrying, and it's riding this big ass winged saber tooth tiger. That's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Their lowest stats intelligence, and it's only a 15. And it's only a 15, followed by dex at 16. Um, they're immune to thunder. As well as charmed, exhaustion, and, and frightened. Yeah, immune uh, to thunder. True sight out to one twenty. Can speak all languages. Cool. They have an aura of silence. When a creature starts its turn within thirty feet of the ashen rider, the rider can force that creature to make a DC eighteen wisdom saving throw. If the rider can see it on a successful save, the creature is immune to this aura for the next twenty four hours. On a failed save, the creature can't speak and is deafened until the start of its next turn. Oof, that's pretty. There's good. not enough silence effects in There's D&D. Not. So I'm happy to see this because like that is the one true way to shut down spellcasters. Mm-hmm. I never told you this, Zach, um but during my um last big 5e campaign, I created Do you remember that do you remember that uh, asshole Dalquist? Yeah. Um I made a bunch of power word spells that he had mm-hmm. uh and they never came up because he we, can't, was, we, we we murked him real quick. You murked him real quick, but he had power word silence. Oh, that's pretty good. Which was just auto silence, meaning you can't use any spells with verbal components. Well, yeah, you had another cat do that to me, and you did me real dirty with it. Uh, I did do that, didn't I? You did do me real dirty. It, it happens. Anyway, they have innate spell casting at will. They can do command and compel duel. Ooh. Command at will is pretty potent. Yeah. Um, And then once a day, they can do banishment and blade uh, barrier. I love blade barrier. Uh, Such a weird spell. They have their mount. If the Ashen Rider isn't mounted, it can use a bonus action to magically teleport onto the creature serving as its mount, provided the Ashen Rider and its mount are on the same plane of existence. I briefly misread that as I was like looking at it. It could just it could ma- if it's not mounted, it could magically teleport onto a creature who becomes its mount. <laughs> who becomes its mount? All right, Griff. Tele- Griff, you're yeah. my mount now. What? <laughs> <laughs> When it teleports, the Ashen Rider appears astride the mount along with any equipment it was wearing or carrying. While Dope. mounted and not incapacitated, the Ashen Rider can't be surprised, and both it and its mount have advantage on deck saves. Ooh. If the Ashen Rider is reduced to zero hit points while riding its mount, the mount is reduced to zero hit points as well. Interesting. 
That's a cool way of figuring out how to handle D&D's terrible way of mounted combat. Yeah. Um, They've got their Ashen Blade, which is their cool sickle thing. Does 2d8 plus 5 slashing, plus 2d12 Radiant. Damn. That's a nice blade. You can do two attacks with it. Or three attacks. Three attacks with that, or two attacks with this Bolt of Ash. Uh, 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 what is it? Yeah, it's a, a a bolt that happens. It's four d ten necrotic damage, and the target can't regain hit points until the start of the Ashen Rider's next Ooh. turn. Ooh, that's dirty. That's but real it, dirty. But then it also has legendaries. Uh, it can you use a one to attack? Uh, it has coordinated assault. The Ashen Rider makes an attack using his Ashen Blade or Bolt of Ash, and when its mount can use its reaction to make a melee weapon attack. That's awesome. I love that. And then there is reduced to ash. Ooh. The Ashen Rider targets a creature it can see within 60 feet of it. The target must succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw, or it takes 5d10 necrotic damage, and its hit point maximum is reduced by an Ugh. amount equal to the necrotic damage taken. The reduction lasts until the target finishes a long rest. If the target's hit point maximum is reduced to zero, its body and everything it is wearing and carrying, except for magic items, are reduced to ash. A creature reduced to ash can, can't be revived by any means short of a wish spell. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like uh, yeah, disintegrate, finger of death. All well, that's its hit point max though. So I think this thing has to either hit you with one real good one or whittle you down depending on how high your health is. Oh. Cause, cause th- this is it has to be your maximum reduced to zero. So it's Which, not your, like, your current health, but but combined with bolt of ash. Oh, yeah. That's totally possible. Yeah. Yikes! Well, uh, oh no, you're right. You're right. Because th- that just lets you not regain hit points. Okay. So yeah, unless you know they roll you know fifty, you know uh, you know fifty uh, uh, necrotic damage and your max is you know forty eight, mm-hmm. that would one hit you. But Jesus. So it may it may need to do it a couple times, but um, I mean it can, but it can do still it. Do that it can do it once around. So Jesus. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, that's the Ashen Rider. It's it's pretty intense. Ooh, yeah. Well, let's see if I can find its its kitty real quick. Yeah, find that big kitty. Because <laughs> I love because I love that I love that big winged kitty. These things is lawful so, yeah, so evil. There's the winged lion. Is large celestial. It's got a pounce, you know, a bite of claw, pretty standard. Uh, Archon's always riding to battle on fierce winged mounts. Some legends suggest that the mount is actually a physical manifestation of the Archon's will, allowing Ooh. the pair to act with a single mind. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, it has the winged lion. Uh, yeah, aside from that, it doesn't really have anything cool. Uh, I didn't look at the, the, the speed. Fast. It's, I'm assuming fast. What if it just said that? It's just fast. It's just um, fast. Uh, uh, fly, uh, 60 feet on the ground, 60 feet in the air. Pretty fast. That's pretty fast. Awesome. Do you but, think uh, that's so like, hmm, all the other angels we talked about, like, you know, they're lawful good. Yeah. And, you know, they're there to maintain, like, order and, and goodness in the in the multiverse. As one does, yeah. What's these guys' deal? Um... Punishment and reclaiming what was theirs, I would assume. Well, like, because, like, the lawful good angels are about, like, punishment as well. I kind of said that in that earlier flavor. Sorry, text. I guess not punishment, then revenge. Well, like, you're not you're not wrong. So, uh, whereas, like, the other ones, it was, you know, they're punishing, like, evil stuff. 
at this point, mm-hmm. they're just punishing humans for like existing, mm-hmm. um, because of like what humans thousands of years ago did. Sure. So like whereas that. whereas the ones doing it, you know, to to to, to uh, uh, enact like righteous justice, this is just enacting like selfish justice. Like, is God wrong? Like, uh, I yeah. <laughs> I thought that was apparent though. I have to rethink some things. What if God was one of us? I'd punch him in the face. I'd punch him in the face. This has been Zach and Griffin's secular uh, section. And, uh, I'm just like, because I'm, I'm so, cause like, there's like an entire other side of like the multiverse. You know, there's the lower planes. Or like these guys, these guys went down to the underworld. Yeah. They seem, they, they, they got big kitties. They got big kitties, yeah. They can't be, can't be all bad down there. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't. We, I didn't. See, I'm just saying, I didn't see any big kitties up in the upper plains. That's fair. They, they were just, they, hun- they they got, just winged they, hunks. Yeah, they got a lot of big horses up there, which like is fine. But like, yeah. where are my big kitties at? Um, I mean, they've got like if you count Sphinx. I mean, they're not celestials technically, but like yeah. they like hang out with gods and are like, hey, is this what? is is this our is this our heel turn? I think this is our heel turn to next time. Is this our is this our is this our is this episode indicative of our own descent, Zach? Oh yeah, definitely. Is this our fall from grace as yeah. we plummet as we plummet from the mountaintop? Yeah. Next time uh, when you show up, it'll be Zach and Griffin's goth multiversal pet shop, mm. and um, yeah, everything will be dark and gritty from this point on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like my aesthetic it's gonna be more like emo. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'm gonna go get into a scene kid phase again. You, could... <laughs> <laughs> I think you could pull off like classic punk like real well. I'm, I, 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 we'll go for it. I'm thinking like I'm thinking you know like like the like the dark kind of like ripped jeans that are cuffed up with the big boots like yeah. the combat boots, leather jacket, yeah. hair slicked, got that got that like that tasteful guy liner. Oh yeah. I've never ventured into that guy liner. I had a very brief flirtation with guy liner. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, there's no photo evidence of it because I was embarrassed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> younger me was embarrassed by it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, folks, um, that's been Oops All Angels. That's been Oops All Angels. And I've got to say, I don't know how I feel. I feel... Um, a little saddened by the end there, but also like kind of horny. I like, yeah. Like I'm just saying, like I like I look at the like solars and stuff and be like, ooh, I'm like I'm intimidated by you sexually, but like I look at the Ashen Rider and it's like I want to be you. Yeah. Like I want to I want to wear a cool gold armor and carry a big sickle sword and ride a big kitty. A big kitty with wings. Oh. And That's the, the dream. Po- yeah, the, the poetic uh, 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 a bit of, uh, you know, when you die, I stride your kitty. The kitty goes with you. Because you can never be too parted from your kitty. And if that's lawful evil, then I don't want to be good. I don't want to be good. It's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> this is my life. It's not a phase, Mom. It's my podcast. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, with that, I think that that about wraps things up. Thank you so much for, ch- oh, sorry, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Zachary <laughs> Griffin's Goth Multiversal Pet Shop. It's been, like, real excellent to have you here as part of our coven. 
<laughs> if you like what we do be sure to check out the other shows on the ghost light media network we have actual play podcasts we have literary podcasts we have media rewatch podcasts and other stuff like that yeah um also like reviews and like you know like giving us five stars on like you know apple Podcasts, google play spotify pretty much anything mm-hmm. please and thanks <laughs> I love reading reviews. I do too. They're actually like they're 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 it heartwarming. Actually, it actually is very heartwarming. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Other than that, yeah. Check out Ghost Like Media. Uh, if you have any uh, uh 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 creatures or uh universes you'd like us to explore, hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Feel free to slide into the DMs or just add us. And mm. uh, we are big fans of devoting whole episodes to fan questions. So it's true. Um, and if you would like to get more content from us and the Ghostlight Media family, be sure to check out our Patreon, where you can get exclusive content for all the shows that you like. Uh, for the month of May, there will be a uh, special uh, uh, Patreon-exclusive Pet Shop episode coming out. So if you want to get on that, head over to patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. I'm here for it. I'm here Beautiful. for it. Uh, I think that's about I think it's about it, Greg. I think it's about it. I'm, I'm Shadow. Shadow? Uh, Yeah, you gotta hit me with your goth name. You can do better than Shadow. I'm, I don't know. Before before we go to the bit, do you want want to know my actual email address from my high school age? Yeah. It was Shadow underscore Writer 379 at Yahoo.com. Nice. Shadow Writer. Because I, I was uh, my first like, like first character I ever created like for fiction purposes was a dark mage, and I wrote stories. Good. So I was Shadow Writer. All right. So so what what's your goth name? Are you Shadow Writer? No, I think I've matured and grown since then. So I think that I'm. It's like XX underscore Dark Wings XX underscore. Very good. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm like uh, uh, um weeping pillow. It's like weeping willow, but like also I'm like I'm, I'm crying in my room alone because I'm so sad. Anyway, this has been Zach and Griffith's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Weeping Pillow. I'm Dark Wings. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about darkness, baby. It's all about darkness. God's dead. We're out. Thank you all for listening to episode 64 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the fantastic people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Zan, Christina, and Brayden for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, make sure you keep to the shadows, fellow Nightwalkers, and we'll see you on the dark side. Bye, I guess. Whatever. Duh. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.